0: Hi, and welcome to a podcast from Hope Springs Church Coventry. For more, please find us on Facebook at Hope Springs Church, or on Twitter, we're at Hope Springs Cobb. Thank you, and enjoy. Yeah, Jesus, as we do start this new, I suppose, academic year, but this season of transition, I just pray that you would help us all, um to so just have a greater sense of your presence with us. Thank you that you walk with us through every stage and season of life. And I just pray that we wouldn't get distracted by the other things that can sometimes mean legitimate worries and concerns, but instead we'd cast our care and our worry onto you and we'd draw our mind and attention to the one who walks with us, who holds our hand, who leads us by the right hand, who guides us through every season and stage of life. So just pray that there'd be that sense of knowing that peaceful sense of knowing that you are with us in jesus name amen so i don't actually know how long this is going to be it could be 10 minutes it could be longer we'll soon find out won't we um but i want to look at looking back i want to start the year by looking back and i know um i'm sure beth and um, Lydia and anyone else that's been in education will know that the start of most academic years you sit in the hall, teach training day, and you do this looking back, looking forward kind of thing where they look back at the results from last year, look back at the things you did last year and as a head of sixth form for a long, long time, um, I used to, used to love that day because the results would be brilliant and I would look wonderful at my job or I used to hate that day because the results would have tanked and I'd look awful at my job as if how good I am is depi- defined on one day um, but you'd have this moment where you'd reflect on the year gone and have lessons learned and move on and stuff and it's not a bad thing it's not a, a terrible practice it's a healthy thing to do um, equally when we talk about looking back sometimes we have maybe this in a similar way with this kind of reflective thing. It's like okay, let's have a look back at the year and let's learn from the things that have gone well the things that haven't gone well and what can we just as a family or as a home or whatever just just kind of as a church learn from as we're going to the new season again not a a bad practice to have or sometimes it can be that we look back on a year and this sometimes happens around the change of the kind of calendar year the new year thing we look back at the year before and we remember all the good times that we've had that year we we, we celebrate things and we enjoy fondly remembering what's gone on and what's happened and stuff like that and again a healthy thing to do not a bad thing to do i'm not going to talk about any of those today I'm not going to look at anything to do with um, celebrating, or learning, or just reflecting on. Um, I want to use the idea of looking back in a very different kind of way. Um, I want to look at it as like looking back at a plan and a design. Looking back at the way something was intended to be, and then go, okay, is that thing actually what is present now? Which obviously combines all those things we just talked about, but in a different kind of way. That Sometimes when we move forward, we can forget what we moved and what we started with in the first place. Mm-hmm. And therefore taking a moment to look back and go, is what we are doing right now, how we are operating right now, is that reflective? Is that in line with what the original plan and intention was? Mm-hmm. And we can apply that on lots of different levels. We can apply that on our individual kind of sense of our own life and purpose. Am I still walking in accordance with what I believe? I've been called to do, that God's given me to do. Am I still doing that? Or have I somewhere along the line just kind of drifted slightly over here? And there's nothing dangerous about that necessarily as long as we bring ourselves back on again. Or it could be as a family. Have we in the busyness of family life lost actually what the things that are most important and most valuable to us? How we kind of just let everything else clutter in and come in and consume our time and energy and focus? As a church, Have we stayed true to the call and the purpose and the the vision that God gave us? Are we continuing to do that and act in accordance with that? That's all to do with looking back, that we look back to reflect and take a moment of that. Now, there's been a lot of um, pictures, words, dreams, ideas around this idea of renovating houses. And... Therefore, we'd be foolish to ignore that because it's come in from more than one place and therefore don't know quite what that looks like and what that means, but it means something. And one thing I just had to reflect on this and thinking through it, that in all those things, whether it's renovating a house, whether it's building a house, whether it's remodeling a house, whether it's kind of um, doing any of that kind of work on a house or a property or a building, all of that, everything that we do on any level requires some kind of plan Mm -hmm. and therefore to maintain the kind of idea about that what the house is going to be we look back on the plan we kind of say okay this is the idea we want for this bedroom or for this this downstairs or for this whole new house this is what we want it to look like we've got these architecture plans we've got these these guides we've got this thing and as we then begin to build if we completely forget about the plan what will end up happening is that our building will start to kind of take a shape that's not in line with Plan, so we have to look back at the plan, and I think there might be something in the words and the dreams and the visions that are coming through about as we are in this process of renovating, are we looking back at the plan? What was the plan for a church again, families, and individuals? And we're taking that time to kind of look at that. We've spent um, we always do this, do it at stupid times. I don't know whether it's just like the desire to want to be under pressure to get some in done but we decided when we got back of holiday with a week left to go before john comes to stay in the other room we tried to decorate zach's room and that became not just painting We had to take the coving down which created a load more work and then we had to buy new furniture we had to put up the furniture all in little jobs themselves when you've got like a week of time amongst work and all the other stuff that's going on i don't know why we decided to do it at that point in time but zach's room has not been decorated or had new furniture in it since he was probably about four Um, and it needed needed repainting, it needed redoing and stuff like that and it's interesting when I was thinking it through that um, when we did that when he was about four he had minimal input into what that room looked like. Mm. Um, I think he might have picked the colour, maybe i can't remember that for definite he definitely didn't have any involvement in the furniture he definitely didn't have any involvement in the layout of the room or anything like that it was just kind of like this is what it was um, whereas this time he has decided on everything decided on the color he picked the furniture he's decided where he wants it to go he's decided on the kind of the kind of accenting items in the room because he's taken more initiative with what his room is going to be like and therefore it's his idea his plan his dream, his view. And therefore, as we were doing the room, we kept having conversations with Zach about, is this what you want this to look like? Is this what you want this to be like? All that kind of stuff. And we had these different views from him to check in and say, what is it that you want it to look like, Zach? Is, it, is this what you were thinking in your plan? And therefore, even in that situation, we were looking back at the plan. We were going back to him to say, okay, as we do this thing, what is it you want it to look like Zach? What is it you want it to be like? And again there's that idea of looking back and it's exactly the same thing and I, this is all preamble because I want to get into a it's probably a singular thought for us as we embark on this new season that it's exactly the same thing with God that God has a plan of purpose for us as individuals, families, church and a city and beyond that and It's so easy sometimes in the name of good things, good ideas. Oh, it'd be good to do this in that bedroom. Oh, it'd be good to do this in that house. Oh, it'd be good to do that as a family. Oh, it'd be good to do this. And they're not bad things, but sometimes in the mix of all of that, we end up deviating from the plan. But God has a plan, he has a plan for us as a church, has a plan for us as families in the church, has a plan for us as individuals in those families. He has a plan for us, and therefore it's looking back, taking this moment to look back and say, what was that God? Just taking time to reflect on it, say, what was it? And amongst everything else that's gone on, what was it that you called us to? What was the plan? Because God said to Moses, perhaps one of the a very famous verse in Exodus, um, I think it was 25, he said, see to it that you make everything according to the plan shown you on the mountain that this is moses had this encounter with god on the mountain he has um god's spoken to him god god's revealed things to him about the tabernacle about about the kind of altar about all these different parts about the clothing the priests need to wear about the kind of way that things need to be positioned and laid out this is incredibly detailed Plan And God's revealed all this stuff to him about what he wants Moses to establish on earth. And it's this beautiful kind of, kind of very kind of high level information detail that Moses has been in, kind of shown by God. And he's got all this stuff. And we see this in kind of from Genesis 25 to Exodus 25 through to about 30, Exodus 31. And I then think Moses faces... One of the biggest challenges in leadership, whether that's leadership of a church, whether that's leadership of a city whether that's leadership of a workplace or a family or whatever it may be, and just by leadership, I mean just leading according to the plan, leading according to what you've seen, I think we see in this moment Moses have one of the most significant challenges that we ever face in that kind of situation that is the that he's had this incredible mountaintop experience where God has clearly revealed to him the plan, and he comes down from the mountain and he walks into exodus 32 and i like us just to turn to exodus 32 to see what he walks into because this to me is the challenge this to me is when we're looking back at the plan when we when we're capturing again reminding ourselves again what is it you called us to as a barnabas community what does that actually look like as a family as the elton family what does it mean for us to be us as individuals what does it mean for me to be steve to do and fulfill what god has called me to do I've had those mountaintop experiences then those things i could say for us as a church for us as a family for us as me as an individual about this is what i know god's called me to i've seen this in that mountaintop experience in those moments in my life but i think this is the challenge that we have those moments but then we come back down the everyday and this is what moses encounters in exodus 32 when the people saw that moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, this is verse one they gathered around aaron and said come make us gods who will go before us as for this fellow moses who brought us out of egypt we don't know what's happened to him i mean moses has been there for 40 days it's not like he's been disappeared for years verse two aaron answered them take off the gold earrings that, that your wives your sons and your daughters are wearing and bring them to me so all the people took off the earrings and brought them to aaron he took what they handed him and made it into a gold cast in the shape of a calf, fashioning it with a tool then they said these are your that's right then they said these are your gods israel who brought you out of egypt when aaron saw this he built an altar in front of the calf and announced tomorrow that there'll be a festival to the lord to to this golden calf is what he means so the next day the people rose early and sacrificed burnt offerings and presented fellowship offerings after his day, they, they sat down and to eat and drank and, go, and got up to indulge in reverie. Then the Lord said to Moses, who's still on the mountain, "'Go down, because your people whom you brought out of Egypt have b- become corrupt. They have been quick to turn away from what I commanded them, and have made themselves an idol cast in the shape of a calf. They have bowed down to it and sacrificed to it, and have said, "'These are your gods, Israel, who brought you out of Egypt.'" We're going to jump ahead in a minute, but just to pause there. So Moses is gone, having this mountaintop experience about the plan that God's got. And he's about to walk into a group of people who have become impatient. A group of people, through their impatience, who have started to look for alternatives that are more controllable for them. A calf that they have made with their resources. There are people then who, because of that, have brought leaders and influencers who will do the things that they want them to do that line up with their impatience the line up with that we need an answer now we need something that moses guy disappeared we need something now that they then begun to construct a different image of god that is controllable for them mm. they're in this kind of situation that they're doing what is right in their own eyes mm. uh, and Moses somehow has got to come down to this moment and build according to the plan he saw on the mountain. That we might not have people building golden calves around us when we kind of try and walk out what God's got for us, but we do potentially have the impatience of, Well, this is what God said, why is that not happening yet? We do sometimes have the temptation to go, Well, we could just make this happen by doing this we could just make our own golden calf or we could make this thing work for us or we have the temptation to go well, actually i would prefer it to be like this because that's just better for me or we have the temptation to go actually let me get people in and around who are going to vouch for and co- and corroborate with my way of wanting things to be That there's the temptation of all those things whether that's for us as an individual families or a church to go actually let's not build according to the plan we saw on the mountain but let's build according to what we think we should do in this situation and we will never look i would be shocked if any of us ever looked that or did what they did but there can be the same subtlety of challenge the same pressures of voices that come and say well what about this what about this what about this and that's why it's so key that we look back to what the plan was Mm -hmm. The moses comes into this situation if we just jump a little bit further ahead in exodus 32 um we're going to go to verse, uh, tch, 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 verse 15. So God's got annoyed. We're not going to go into that for the sake of today. But verse 15, this is now Moses coming down the mountain. Moses turned and went down the mountain with the two tablets of the covenant law in his hands. They were inscribed on both sides, front and back. The tablets were the work of God. The writing was the writing of God engraved on the tablets, which in itself was just a beautiful picture. You've got on the one hand... The, these people who have done it with their own effort. They've made their own golden calf, they've, they've worked things out themselves, and yet Moses is carrying down something that has literally been scribed and done by God himself. And that's just, a, it's a beautiful contrasting picture. That, 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 that's what we want to carry, isn't it? We want to carry, actually, this is the work of God, you see, not the work of my own ability. Mm. That in my own life, my family's in this church, God did that, not my own golden calf. Because I got impatient verse 17 when Joshua heard the noise of the people shouting he said to Moses there is a the sound of war in the camp Moses replied it is not the sound of victory it is not the sound of defeat it is the sound of singing that I hear when Moses approached the camp and saw the calf and the dancing he, his anger burned and he threw the tablets at. out out, out of his hands breaking them into pieces on the foot of the mountain and he took the calf the people had made and burned it in the fire then he ground it to powder discussed it on the water and made the Israelites drink it which is just i'm sure there's something very significant about that but it just sounds funny doesn't it it's almost like naughty children you're going to now drink what you've just made um he said to aaron what did these people do to you that 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 you led them into such a great sin do not be angry, my Lord, Aaron answered. You know how prone these people are to evil. They said to me, make us gods who will go before us. And for this fellow Moses who has gone up, sorry, who, brought, who brought us out of Egypt, we don't know what's happened to him. So I told them, whoever, whoever has gold jewelry, take it off. Then they gave me the gold and I threw it into the fire. And, and out came this calf. Just to pause for a moment there. That the, the actual description of the event that we had was true in what Aaron's just described to Moses except for how the calf got made mm. which is a significant part. Aaron was true in the fact that he said that people said this, I did this, I took the golden jewellery, we melted it down in the fire and then he, then he said here and then out popped this calf. Yeah. Almost as if the calf coming out of the fire is divinely mm. orchestrated. Almost as if actually maybe God planned for this calf to come out. Whereas actually in the real facts of the situation we see that, that Aaron fashioned it and made it himself and that's the challenge isn't it sometimes that when we tell the story to try and justify where we are that we try and add a divine flavor to what we've done ourselves is trying to justify his own leadership by saying, well actually yeah i probably messed up with this bit but actually this thing popped as if by magic as if by miracle it must be god that's orchestrated this because he just jumped out the fire whereas actually what happened is he made it himself And i think the challenge we face sometimes is the temptation to make it ourselves rather than have that kind of situation Go, okay god what was the plan what was the plan you had what was the picture you had what was the goal the calling for me for our family for this church community what does it look like and let's stay true to that let let's build according to that that we might be a people who are inscribed and made by god himself So in this situation where Moses has had this mountaintop experience got a plan from God he's come down the mountain and encountered the complete opposite if we were to jump then to chapter we're not gonna go there now but you can because there's a lot to read but um, if you were to jump to chapter 35 so we're in chapter 32 at the minute if you jump to chapter 35 what you would see is Moses building according to the plan and the pattern he saw on the mountain so he's got this thing in kind of chapter 25 to 31 he's got this picture from god we then get to chapter 35 and he's actually building it and 35 to 40 in exodus is him doing what god told him to do in between that you've got chapter 32 which is where he's encountered the people doing the complete opposite of that Mm. we then have chapter 33 and 34 now 33 and 34 are the key for moses and they're the key for us because in chapter 33 and chapter 34 what we see is how moses ensured that he wasn't influenced himself by what aaron and the people had done but that he stayed true to the picture he saw on the mountain to the plan that he saw on the mountain that he could actually not just um not just build something but build according to the, the plan he saw on the mountain and that's the key. It's almost like it's literally this thing has come down the mountain. He's encountered all this mess and he's almost then, as he's building this thing that represents what he saw over here. And that is the goal of anything, isn't it? The God, can I build, can I lead my family, my own life, church, business, whatever it is? Can I lead that in a way, despite all the noise that's going on around me? Can I lead it according to the plan? i saw on the mountain can I actually do what moses did and come down into the, the noise and the chaos and all the kind of stuff that's going on but yet still somehow navigate through that and be able to build what you called me to build in my family in my house in my workplace in my church whatever it may be in the city can i do that and that for me is a phenomenal thing that moses managed to do he gets criticism sometimes but actually he's managed to build something according to what he saw in god the other side of that despite all the noise all, all the chaos that's going on therefore the question is always how and it's not three steps to how we stay true to what we saw on the mountain it's it it it, it's kind of started in chapter 20 sorry verse 25 of chapter 32 and it's continued into 33 and 34 and it says this in verse 25 of chapter 32 we're reading it's the next verse we're about to come into moses saw that the people listen to this description were running wild and that aaron had let them get out of control and so became a laughing stock to their enemies the this isn't about leadership controlling the description there is because they they, there's a verse to, to us about when there's lack of vision the people throw off restraint that's what he's talking about that the people aren't walking in line with what god's called them to do the other really powerful thing for me is that they become a laughing stock to their enemies. That when we compromise to try and build something that we think is right in our own eyes or whatever it may be, when we do that, what happens is we end up losing any sense of authority, any sense of um, power with the enemies that we might face. Now, enemies aren't people in our context. We're not talking about kind of bill down the road who we don't like, enemies talking about other things that we face, whether it's poverty, whether it's injustice, whether it's fear, whether it's anxiety, whatever it may be, when we then come to face those things, there's an element of almost a, when we stay true to what we have seen on the mountain, it gives us that sense of authority and that sense of, actually we're gonna move through this challenge here. We're gonna move through the giants in the promised land. Um, Whatever it may be, that's just a little side note. Now here we go, verse 26. So Moses stood, the entrance of the camp and said whoever is for the lord come to me and all the levites rallied to him whoever is for the lord come to me i think there's a really significant distinction in that it is not whoever god is for come to me because that could be all of the children of israel it's not whoever uh, fancies trying something out, it's whoever is for God. Whoever is willing to put God above everything else. Not whoever is loved by God, whoever is pleasing to God, or whatever, any of those things are true, but who, who is willing to put God above everything else? In the middle of this chaos, this out of control people who are doing whatever they want to do in their own eyes, who is willing to step above and away from all that and put God as number one? And that, for me, is the turning point in this whole narrative. And that, for me, is the, the, the point where Moses is able to then build according to what he saw on the mountain. Because he said, I'm going to ignore the noise. I just want those people who are for God. I want those, those people who are willing to make sacrifices, to, 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 to stay true to what they've seen, to kind of put God before everything else. Because I know when we do that, we'll stay true to what we saw on the mountain. And we'll be able to build in reality, what we've seen on the mountain? That am I willing to put God before everything else? It has my sense of um, reverence and honour for God, is it is it high enough that actually I go, no matter what I see, no matter what the voices are coming in, no matter the temptation to build a golden calf, no matter the temptation to just do things that are right in my own eyes, no matter my impatience, am I willing to say, God knows you before everything else? No matter how stupid it looks me makes me look, no matter what it is. In my decision-making process, am I making decisions to go, God, I'm gonna pause for a minute because I wanna know whether this is honoring you. Am I, reverent, revelentary, re- fearing you? Am I respecting you and deferring to you in my decision-making process? Now, I'm not talking about like, getting to a junction going, should i go left or right god i don't mean that okay he's giving us a brain to know how to get home okay what i mean is in those we know those moments don't we when we're facing something and going god am i just doing this because it's the easy option am i actually just building my own golden calf right now mm-hmm. have i got a bit impatient and therefore i'll make it happen or am i going to go because i'm just going to pause right now mm-hmm. and am i doing this because it honors you am i building in the way that honors you have i stayed true to the plan that you showed me Have i stayed true to that have i taken a moment just to pause and think what that was and that for me is the key moment in the, in this whole passage and then it jumps again and we're not going to read it all because there's quite a lot to read through but as he draws those who submit themselves to god who refuse to bow the knee to anything else but bow the knee to god only that they they go and do some crazy stuff for the rest of Exodus thirty two which we're not going to look at, but because the but the point is that they honor God before everything else. And then we see Moses do the same thing. Because in Exodus thirty-three is that famous passage where he goes into the tabernacle of meeting and encounters God and everyone comes and watches him meet God and then he goes onto the mountain again and he kind of talks about that I want your goodness to pass before me God and God shows him his glory and all that kind of stuff. We have this moment so what's Moses doing? He's not just saying look I, I am for God but he's saying, actually I'm going to give time to being with God. But I'm going to give time to demonstrating that that i'm going to take a moment in my impatience to probably deal with this situation i'm going to take a moment and go god i'm for you now i'm going to come and be with you and in that space of being with you it's going to again give me that moment to just reflect on what was the plan you showed me on the mountain i need to make sure i build according to that plan because i want it to honor you god i don't always understand why we've got to have it built in this certain way i don't always understand why we've got to do these things like this but that's what you showed me to do so that's what we'll do and I think that, that, that's a challenge, isn't it? It's like the people of Israel, why do we have to wait for Moses? We can just make our own God. Mm. Why do we have to do it that way, God? Well, can't we just do it the way we want to do it? Mm. But actually, it's a heart that goes, God, I want to honour you before everything else. And therefore, even if I don't understand sometimes why I've got to build it this way, I'll build it that way. Because I want to honour you. Yeah. But everything else, I want to honour you. Mm and he does chapter 35 we go through 33 and 34 he has his encounters with God and 30, chapter 35 we come to this moment where he, he starts to build and he starts to build with those who are skillful who are able who probably put God first and they build what God showed them to build and I think that for me is the message for us in this moment it's that it's looking back at what the plan was for us as individuals, for us as families, for us as a church community, as a Barnabas community. And go, okay, God, we want to put you first and foremost. So, what does it mean to do and build according to those plans? And that takes time and commitment to be with Him. So, at that moment said, God, I'm honoring you above everything else. Therefore, that means I'm going to be with you. I'm going to cut away time from other things to capture your heart again for what the plan was so I can build according to the plan even if that's inconvenient for me sometimes, even if that means making decisions that I don't really want to make sometimes I'm going to make those decisions because it honours you and it honours the plan that you've laid out for us and we're, we're, we're looking at doing that we? we're looking at this next 21 days starting tomorrow having a period of prayer and fasting from the 4th of September to the, to the 24th of september three weeks just to in whatever way we can fast whatever way we can engage with that to give time to god in that that maybe it's food maybe it's social media maybe it's tv maybe it's sugar maybe it's whatever else it could be but that we give time to that intentionally and in that space that we crave, we say god i'm coming to be with you because i want to be with you and just like Moses saying god we honor you first therefore giving you the time first and therefore uh, yeah however that fasting period works for you whether it's a prolonged period of 21 days if you want to do that no food that's fine but be careful um be healthy in that or if it's like actually i'm going to do a couple of days a week but in those couple of days i'm going to make sure that i honor going to give him the time one of the ways i'm going to look to um help us with that and we can look as maybe building in some prayer meetings on a couple of lunch times and maybe a morning each of those three weeks so we've got time to pray together and it can be that sense of community praying together and just being with God together for half an hour so we'll do it on zoom we've got our dwell worship even which again is a wonderful opportunity to kind of be together to worship God and give God the focus we've got a table time coming up where we can pray together during that time as well but it's just in this 21 days it's not just let's just do this thing because it's a cool thing to do but actually in that 21 days it's saying god i'm on we're doing this because we're honoring you you about everything else it's not because you're for us it's not because you love us it's not because you you you're pleased with us it's this is because we love you we honor you and we want what you want and we're giving our time and our our bodies, where we are literally sacrificing our bodies in the process of saying, God, we want what you want for everything else. And I believe, just like Moses, that will enable us to navigate through all the noise of the people, all the noise of the enemies, all the noise of the different stuff that's going on, all the golden calf, and the, the revelry, and the out of controlness, and the impatience. It will help us navigate through all of that that we might be able to build according to what we saw on the mountain. And that when people look at that, they'll say that just like the tablets that Moses carried down, they will be engraved by God himself. Because it will carry God's hallmark. Not the hallmark of the jewellery that we had, or the hallmark of the successes we've got, or the hallmark of making our own car, but it will carry the hallmark of God himself. So yeah, just, I just pray that you would help us, Holy Spirit, to honor you, to honor God above everything else. You'd help us with that in the big decisions and the little ones. I pray that over this next 21 days you would help us to engage, that make sacrifices, make changes where we need to, so that we can create space to engage as we go into this period of transition for so many people moving to new stages of life, that we would build and enter that season, that stage according to the plan that we've seen on the mountain Mm. that we'd honor you in how we enter that season and i just pray that you'd help us just to support one another in that journey to be on each other's side to be lifting each other's arms to be helping each other to to move Mm. through that just like joshua came to speak to moses as soon as he came down from the mountain Mm. let us be those who cut through all the noise and the stuff and be there to support one another